0: Hello, and welcome to I Have a Few Questions About Being a Grown-Up. I'm Annie Middlemist. And I'm Patrice Ciccarelli. We are two
1: coaches helping new adults who are trying to navigate their path.
0: We tackle your questions and offer solutions while building your emotional intelligence along the way. We're here to help, let's get started. Hey
1: everyone, thanks for coming back to listen to our conversation with Callista Part 2. In this shorter episode, we take a deep dive into the mind time thinking styles assessment. And so you'll get a brief overview of what mind time thinking styles are and how they relate to how you show up in the world. If you're interested in taking the mind time thinking styles assessment, you can do it for free on my website at pecleadership.com. And the link is in the show notes below everybody brings value to the world right Mm -hmm. so your value that you bring is different than the value I bring and the different different than the value Annie brings and so before today I had you take a a thinking styles assessment Mm -hmm. so I want to talk about that just briefly and then we'll talk about it a little bit more have you ever been to an aquarium before have you ever like seen the schools of fish and they move back and forth and they kind of move together have you ever yeah. wondered? Have you ever wondered why they do that? So, so I thought they traveled in packs in general. <laughs> yeah, they do travel in packs. That's true, but there's three principles that they follow, and they're universal principles. So the first one is keep everything the same. So when a little fish is born and he sees that there's a fish with a blue stripe next to him, he wants to keep that fish with the blue stripe next to him all the time. So he wants Ooh. to keep everything going the same direction. Second principle, go towards things that you need or want or love. So they're gonna go towards things, food, shelter, a cute fish. So when one fish goes towards, they see food, all of them follow. And they're going Mm -hmm. towards things together. So one person, one fish sees it, they all go together. The third principle is stay away from things that are going to hurt you. So if they see the shark that's going to eat them, they're all going to move in the the other direction. So the three principles that those fish live by are the same three principles that we live by as human beings, just on a more sophisticated level. Mm -hmm. And they relate to the three thinking styles in time. So, it's all based on time. So, think of it this way there's past thinking, present thinking, and future thinking. And we all use all of three of those all of the time. But each one of us is gravitated towards one or two of those more than the other ones. So, for example, I'm a future thinker. Mm-hmm. So, I and like you, we're both visionaries, which is what the archetype is for actually all three of us. Mm-hmm. We're all future thinkers. When you're a future thinker, you're living in the what is possible. Mm-hmm. What's cool? What ideas do I have? How do I brainstorm? What can we do different? Like you're all about spontaneity and you know, doing things for fun. And Annie always talks about life is fun and you should always be looking for the fun in life. And that's true for Annie and you and I probably, but that's not true for everybody. So other people bring different value to the world. So the value that a future thinker brings is coming up with the ideas and and brainstorming and thinking about what is possible. But there's two other thinking styles. There's the past thinking style. And past thinkers, they're the researchers of the world. They're the people who love data and love reading and love knowing what is true. If you tell them something, they're going to want to open the book to verify that that's a fact. They're going to want to see the data about it. They're going to want to do the research. Present thinkers, those are the doers. Those are the ones who make the list. Those are the project planners. Those are the ones who get things done and really love to control their environment. So everybody falls somewhere on that map between present thinking, future thinking, and past thinking. The difference is where you fall will predict how you will show up in the world and where you'll be successful. So a future thinker isn't necessarily going to love being in a place where they're going to have to do research mm-hmm. and they're going to have to build data tables and things like that. Um, and they may also not like, you know, being controlled and doing things the same way every time and you know, having the lists and keeping it predictable. So I'm going to stop there and see if you have any questions about that, what I just said. No, I don't think so. I understood exactly what you were saying. Yeah. Annie, did you have any questions about it?
0: No, I think it's really exciting um, to take this, you know, like you said, at such a young age and there are people, and I know you know people who, you know, some people have done club sports for 15 years while they were growing up and others have tried 10,000 different things. And there's no better or worse in both those personalities. It's just what serves you and what your brain is craving That, you know, to feed it, right? To build that life that you love.
1: But let me just tell you, in teamwork, it's really important when you're on a team that you don't have three people of all the same thinking styles Mm -hmm. on the same team, right? So you're going to want some idea people, you're going to want some research people, and you're going to want some doers. And so sometimes you'll find that if you're missing any one of those, then it's harder to get things done on a team. Mm -hmm. And often, if you think about conflict in your life, conflict comes out of when you come from different thinking styles. So Mm -hmm. if you are, if you're a future thinker, you're going to be talking about, oh, what's possible, what's great, what's, Mm -hmm. what's really um, exciting about this, where somebody who's a past thinker, that's not how they speak or how they think, they want to know what the data is, what the research is. And they're going to not be as excited as you are about things. So sometimes mm-hmm. that's where conflict comes into play. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. No, I think it's great. I've I've taken those before. And um, when I was working, we took an assessment like that before. And we realized our whole department could tell you, like, let's say we are putting a bench out front. We could tell you what color the bench should be, where we should get the bench, what flowers we should put next to the bench, but no one wanted to build the bench. We just wanted it to arrive. And I'm like, we are not getting anything done because we all want it to look pretty, but no one wants to build the bench. Yeah. You want to make sure you have someone on your team that wants to build the bench.
1: Yeah, when I first when we first moved into this house, um we were getting ready to remodel our kitchen and immediately I was like, "Okay, we can paint the walls this color, our granite's going to be this color, we're going to have these kind of cabinets." And my husband's like, "Wait a second. We haven't even found a contractor. We don't have a budget. We don't know even if we can afford this." And he was like, "We can't even talk about colors or cabinets or granite <laughs> until we even understand what we're doing and he needed to have the spreadsheet and he needed to do the research and once all that was done then he could talk about the colors and so what I learned about him and just about communication in general is that with him I need to speak in his language so when I want to do a project I have to come to him with a plan and with the data and the research, and then he'll listen to me. Mm -hmm. But if I come to him with the end project of the colors and the granite, he'll just tune me out. He doesn't want anything to do with that because that's not how he speaks or how he processes. Mm -hmm. So me knowing that now, I know that I need to go to his language to get him on board before we can do anything. I was not
0: surprised that I got visionary because I generally think I'm like a really creative and like imaginary person. But once I have like the idea out there, I'm not the one who does the idea. I just put yeah. people in. I'm like, okay, you guys can do it. You guys can bring my idea to life, but it's in my head. Just know that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and just know there are places in this world for people like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know, there's lots of places where you can use that talent to provide ideas and to share mm-hmm. your ideas. And, and then there will be other people on the team to help those ideas come mm-hmm. to fruition. Um, Annie and I have both been successful in this world. <laughs> being the people who come up with the ideas.
0: <laughs> we do. We do. We love a good idea. If you have a few questions about being a grown-up or would like to be a guest on our show, you can reach us at I Have a Few Questions Podcast on Instagram. And I have a few questions, podcast at Gmail. Reach us either way. We would love to hear from you and take your questions, or maybe even meet you in person.
1: And if you enjoyed listening, leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. It would mean the world
0: to us. We always love having subscribers and making new friends.